This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20 to receive 20% off. They got everything from comic books to signed sports memorabilia, signed wrestling memorabilia. Anything you need or want, they got it. Best thing is, they update daily. Even better, they ship worldwide. So please visit them at firstrow.ca. And if you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like World of Warcraft, Super Mario Bros. 3, GoldenEye 007, and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format, so please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products, visit LegacySubs.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They got everything from sleep aid to muscle building, anything that makes you feel great, makes you look great. They are Legacy Sports Nutrition at LegacySubs.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts, travel mugs, phone cases. Everything is there that you need or want. But the easiest thing, the most important thing, the best thing to do to support the show is rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Most specifically, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week's guest you may have seen performing at the Comedy Store, the Laugh Factory, the Improv, and the Netflix is a Joke Festival to name just a few. Brazilian actress, writer, and comedian, Bruna Portugal. Hey! How's it going, my friend? I love how you say, like, Brazilian actress, and then my last name is Portugal, which is... Right? Well, you know what? In fair honesty, I... I, I got to, to see you because of a uh, mutual friend, Adam Hunter. So I saw that you performed at the Dime. And then I was like, oh, Portugal. So she's got to be Portuguese with that last name, right? Right. But no. <laughs> close enough, though. You do speak Portuguese, so. <laughs> right. Close enough. Close enough. But that is hilarious. Do, does that come up often, though? All the time. All the time. People are like, are you from Portugal or from Brazil? And I'm <laughs> 
I, I don't know. It's just my grand grandfather. His nickname was Portugal, and oh. at some point it became a family last name because he was Portuguese. Gotcha. But I'm Brazilian, so. Oh, I see. Have you ever been to Portugal? How about that? No. Oh, really? It's. I literally carry the last name of the country, and I haven't been there yet. But I want to go. I want to go at some point. <laughs> okay. Well, there's so much to unravel. It's just like I said. You wear so many hats right off the top. Okay. How about this? What came first for you? Was it the acting or was it the comedy? Uh, acting. Acting. Oh. But I always uh, did comedy as an actress as well. I always loved comedy, but. I didn't do stand-up comedy until I moved to America. Oh, wow. But it was acting. I love acting since I was a little kid. Since church, I would do like theater with the like plays about the Bible. And that's how everything started. Okay, because I thought your comedy came first. Like you probably even did performed in Brazil in Portuguese and all that. But no, so okay, we'll, we'll get to the acting. But so what made you want to come to the States then and perform comedy? <laughs> Right, so I came here to, to work as an actress, and I do work as an actress mm. as well. Um, okay. But as I said, I love comedy, and I always wanted to explore this side of comedy stand-up. But when I moved here, I was like, yo, my accent is too thick. People are not going to understand what I'm saying. I'm going to have to speak too fast, and I don't even know how to do that. Sure. If someone in the audience answers something to me, I would freeze I was freaking out. I always oh. wanted to do it, okay, yeah. but I thought I couldn't. So I would go to all these comedy clubs that I perform today, which is crazy to me. I, I would go by myself. I would buy my friends tickets and convince them to come. Like every time a girlfriend of mine would say like, oh, let's go have dinner. I was like, okay, only if we go to a comedy club before. Right. So I would go to watch it and I was in love, but I had in my mind that it wasn't for me because of my accent. Was, okay. So, yeah. That's right. So how did you sort of soften your accent, so, so to speak? Did you take courses or were you more like cognitive about it? Did anything you practiced? I just accepted, to be honest. I embraced it and I was like, you know what? That's what makes me unique. And I can embrace this in my comedy. It makes me funnier. It makes me sound cute. And that's it. I just take it for myself and be like, get it, girl. See, the one thing I don't understand about accent, well, first off, if you have an accent, that means you speak more than one language. So you're already above those other people who make fun of you, right? Amen. But right. everyone has an accent because not everyone is from the same part of the world. So as soon as you travel out of your bubble, everyone has an accent. So to make fun of an accent to me has always been weird. And one of those things like you are really, I hate to say it, uneducated to make fun of someone. With, and plus, your English sounds perfect minus the accent, obviously. Like you, right. you, you, you could speak it like you're not rambling on and stuff, but other people you could tell like they have an accent and they also can't speak like, God bless my mother. She, oh my God. She couldn't speak a word of English and her accent was thicker than God knows what. And oh, wow. You would not understand her whatsoever. So like those people. Okay. But your English, like if you have a conversation with you, you know exactly what you're saying. Right. Um, but I don't know. It's crazy. As you said, like if you go to New York, People have a completely different accent from right. LA. So what is right and what is wrong? You know, like it just as you said, it just means I speak more than one language, and that's that's great for me. Like I should be proud of it, not try to hide myself. So that's what like it changed. It switched. It, like when I understood that, I was like, you know what? Just embrace it and make it part of your set, and that's what I did. 
So someone who just literally got into comedy without like having background knowledge or even connections or even have like people to look up to, like how do you write and how do you get into the game literally starting from scratch? Right. So it's crazy because now I can say it because I used to lie, but (laughs) (laughs) I used to lie a lot. But like uh, because this month is turning one year that I'm doing comedy. It's only one year. That's it. Um, And since the first month I've been saying like I do it around one year because I felt like if I would say less, people wouldn't give me the credit sure. and the, the stage time that I wanted. Of course. And if they see my set, they would love it. But just if I say like, oh, I'm doing it for a month, they're like, no, that's not for you. Um, but to me, it was like, I know uh, one of my closest friends. Nowadays, she's one of my closest friends. Her name is Ksenia. She's a singer and comedian and... I, I had a podcast at some point. It never happened. We filmed oh. some episodes, but <laughs> it never happened for okay. me. <laughs> I don't, like, we canceled that one. And I, I invited her. I knew her like through a mutual friend, but we weren't close. I invited her and to the podcast. And it, mm-hmm. while we were talking, I told her, I was like, I admire you so much because she's from Russia. Uh, okay. you, you came here, uh, you have an accent as well, you're doing stand-up, you're doing your songs, and I feel like I could never do it, and she was like, oh my god, you should totally do it, try it, I was like, <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna have it, right. and then after like three weeks or so, she texted me, and she was like, Bruna, I have a show, it's my show, it's a super small club, private, if you want to come and do like three minutes, just to see how you feel, you're more than welcome to do Okay. And at that moment, I started to scream. I was running, like, in my little, so like, ah, I'm going to get this done, I'm going to this done. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I took it. I said, yes, fuck yeah. And, oh, my God, can I curse? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> and after I did that, and I actually did great. After, after I did that, I just never stopped. It was just like it was the right thing to do, you know. Just, I couldn't stop. So, okay, in the short period of time, what's been your favorite experience and what's been your worst experience on stage? Oh, my God. So, my third show ever was okay. the Netflix is a Joke show. Shut up. Where to God. Good for you. Because I, my second show, I had, so I did the first show. Okay. The second time I had a show at the Comedy Chateau. And this guy who has, his name is Terran. I love him. He's my favorite comedian in L.A., um he stopped by to the the comedy chateau and he saw my set Mm -hmm. and he was like i don't have nothing like this for this show i'm doing and i had no idea that was a netflix is a joke show and then i was at the left factory my third show um crazy and that's how it started to happen and after i did that show i started to get another great shows because i did that show and it was super fast so have you have any like trip up? Because everyone says when you get into comedy, you know, you're going to shit the stage eventually and you're not going to be as good. But in your case, have you had any of those experiences? Yes, I have. I have experiences. <laughs> Once I had a show that the audience was like, um, they were like around 60, 70 and okay. something. And I play a lot with religion, you know, and Uh-oh. they took it as a yeah. disrespectful of way. Course. It was terrible. Oh, I wanted no. to disappear in that <laughs> stage. Like, I wanted to... Ah! Terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> I left the stage and I felt like a piece of shit. I was like, what am I doing oh, with no. my life? Um, 
but yeah, it happened. It was, uh, I don't think there's a worse feeling than bombing. It's right. So I've heard. You're there. You're there. It's standing in front of people and people are looking at you like, this is so not it. <laughs> that is, it was terrible. But I'm sure yeah. you learned your lesson in not all your material works for every crowd, right? Right. Yes. Um, but fuck it, I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is what it is, you know? Well, that's true. Well, and, and Speaking of, of your act, another thing you bring up and you're open about is your sexuality and having... Uh, religious parents, just like how you mentioned religion. Okay, but how is it when you first started comedy in your set and they heard your act? Like, again, I know, I, my, me, myself, Portuguese, I would not, thank God my dad doesn't listen to this because God knows what he would say about me. But my mom's already dead, so that's fine. Well, not fine, but you know what I mean. But, like, I could not imagine if I had to talk about my sexuality, like, in front of, like, family and friends. So that's the thing, I don't have to. Oh, <laughs> My whole family lives in Brazil. I moved here by myself, ah. and they do not speak a word in English. So my mom has my no God. idea what the fuck I'm talking about. That's so that's perfect for me. Like she just doesn't know. Oh my goodness! But she obviously knows you do stand up, though, because she knows I do stand up. Okay. Uh, she knows I talk about church, but she doesn't know what I actually say. So I was like, "No, mom, I just make some simple jokes about church because like." <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Actually, say it, you know. I don't want a problem with my mom. No, uh, I get she it. Doesn't know. She doesn't know. Like, never translated to her. I don't think nobody ever did it from my family because if they had done it, she would come to me and complain about it. Um, but yeah, she has no clue. <laughs> but as in entertainment wise, are your parents supportive of, of what you do for a living? Because again, my, my, my if, I, if I made it in entertainment, my parents would think, yeah, I was, I'm still not. Uh, it has still not have their respect. Like, you know, you got to be a doctor. You got to be something important when you come from right. old school immigrant parents. <laughs> right. No, no, no. My mom does know. She knows everything I I do. She knows I'm an actress. She knows I moved here because of that. And she knows I do stand up. She just says she always, every time I get a, a part or something, she asks what it's about. Okay. Uh, if it's like once I had to do this horror movie and she was oh. praying every single night oh, for me, she no. would pick up in the middle of the night to pray to God to save my soul. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> And yeah. again, I could relate to those parents. My mom and dad were the same way. Even my dad still to this day, he goes to church every Sunday. My mom was the same way. God bless her soul. But I think it's important, okay, not to go on a rant here, but it's important to believe in something, but to be to make it your whole life, then that's where it becomes, you know. And I love how you could use it in your act and a lot of people could relate to it because yeah. it's it's still around. Right. And honestly, before I go on stage, every single time I pray, hmm. I fucking pray. And See? I could be like, God, please don't take me seriously. You know this is a joke. You know I love it. I swear to God, I pray every time. And I'll be like, please be with me there. Hold my hands. Uh, I pray. And then I go there and talk shit about God, about church, about everything. But I'm like, God is my father. I'm Christian for real. People don't take me seriously, but I am. Right. God is my father. And I think like he has a sense of humor. Thank like you. he gave it this to me as a gift. You know, I'm gifted. So... And that's about my life. I grew up my entire life in church. That's what he gave to me. That's the life I have. So I bring it to people. Um, but it's not my intention to offend anyone. I of know course. it can come across like that, but it's not. You know, it comes from a place of love for me. Mm. Um, 
but I get it's just because I know so much about Christianism, about the Bible, about church that I can talk shit about it because I know, you know. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. I get it though. Like people cannot understand. My mom wouldn't understand if she knew <laughs> exactly what I say. But me and God, we have a deal. You know, we're cool. Every time I write a new joke, I'm like, you know, I'm joking, right? That's, <laughs> that's it. Well, I, I'm I'm in the same boat again because it's true. If what people say that we're made in God's image, then obviously God had a sense of humor. God also got angry. God was also happy. And I hate to say it, people might think it's blasphemous, but God also gets horny then if we get horny. Like, you know what Probably, I mean? Probably, because he made us like this. Thank you. <laughs> and who said it's a bad thing? Like, who said it's a bad thing? God created sex. Who said it's a bad thing? Like I, Again, I, I don't want to be mean, but you know who created that? Ugly people, I'm sorry to say. Right, because I think all these old laws come from people's insecurities at the time, and they were trying to like to control the population. Like a perfect example, because obviously in, in Latin America, the, the Spanish spoken there is different from the Spanish in Spain because of that king who had the lisp. So everyone had to speak with a lisp. So that's why Spaniards speak with a lisp. And like, there's so many stories that are like that. It's just insecurities of people. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I trust the Bible, but. Again, I know that was made to just to have us on the rules, exactly. you know. It doesn't mean that's exactly what God was trying to say. Right. It's just what is more convenient for the society to keep living. Like, don't kill your brother. Don't, <laughs> don't do crazy stuff. Don't be procreating with everyone having sex before marriage because then what's going to happen? So um, I know there's a fine line between what is God is really trying to talk to us and teach us sure. and what the society want us, want us to be, wanted mm -hmm. us to be in the past. And it's still going on. It's pretty much convenient. Right. Exactly. And mm -hmm. all the secrets that they hold, just like, say, the government. Right. So, again, that's all different stories for another time. But right, right, right. speaking of religion, a huge religious country is Brazil. Obviously, you have the statue of Jesus that everyone knows about. Like, you know what I mean? So you said it. you came to, to the States to, to be an actress, to pursue comedy. But you also acted in Brazil. Yes. So how was that? Were you in like telenovelas, commercials, movies? Uh, I did more theater in Brazil. Oh, okay. And musical theater as well. Um, I love theater. That's my thing is that that's why I love stand up so much because I love life. Anything uh, that's alive, like I want to be in a sitcom. That's my biggest goal. Okay. I love doing live shit. Sure. If you put me there. I know what I have to do. That that's what <laughs> makes me happy. And in Brazil, I went on tour with like many plays, musical plays. Um, I did like a, a TV show, but I, I haven't done soap operas in Brazil. Oh, I think they would take like they take too much time. I and know that's what I hear. But the good thing about it is at least the soap operas in South America, there's an actual ending. It doesn't go on forever like the American ones, right? <laughs> right. That's the thing. Like it usually takes like six seven months really wow yeah. okay yes so you'll be if you get a soap opera you would be working on it for a year at least that's crazy so, but do they at least get paid well for it you do okay you good. Do good 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 usually it's not very good parts we have good <laughs> ones we have great ones but we have terrible ones as well so it's kind of difficult to tell but when i was in brazil i would work more with theater than anything yeah, because I could contend, again, growing up in a Portuguese household, my mom used to watch the Portuguese channel here, and every yeah. day at 4 p.m., the Brazilian soap operas would come on, and yeah, some of them were horrible, some of them were good, 
And, but the one, again, going back to even accents, this is probably the first time that I was exposed to an accent. Cause again, growing up in Toronto, everyone had that sort of European, cause downtown Toronto was mostly Italian and Portuguese at the time. And that's where I grew up. So everyone had this sort of the same accent, but then after you, you grow up, you start, other people start coming in and then you, you hear stuff on TV. And then I remember the soap opera and then telling my mom, I'm like, how, how do you understand this? She's like, it's Portuguese. I'm like, this is not Portuguese. I don't understand. Like it was because Brazilians speak very quickly and yes. you guys chop a lot of your words up. So it's like an almost an ongoing sentence. So you got to have that ear sort of. So when I was young, I could not understand Brazilian Portuguese for the life of me. <laughs> Right, and I have this problem because I even do that with English. Mm. Even though I'm speaking English, but sometimes I don't finish the word because that's how <laughs> we do in Portuguese. And people are like, what? I already have an accent. If I don't say the complete word, people will be like, what, what are you talking about? Uh, but yeah, we do that. I agree. Oh that's my true. goodness. So w- would you want to try any theater in the States or is that behind you now? Uh, I would like... At some point, I wanted to, because I, I used to love musical theater, but I feel like it would be a completely different career for me now. Okay. Here in America, if I would do musical theater, it's, I don't know, I think it would close too many doors to oh, me if I would do that. And okay. it's it's harder to do comedy. I don't see many comedy uh, parts in musicals here, like in Broadway, it's more like drama. We have some or so, but it's not recognized like it's in Brazil. In Brazil, we have a lot of comedy plays. Like, it's great. It's a big thing we have. Here, not that much. So, again, if I like theater, but everything I do is towards comedy. If I do acting for, like, film or this, my part is always, like, the comedy part of the movie, the comedy part of, always like that. So what was the biggest hurdle that you found moving from Brazil to the States? Oh, God, the English. (laughs) I feel like every time that I say something and someone cannot understand, it reminds me that I'm not home. Oh, damn. And that's that's sad, you know? like Or if I say something and someone makes a joke about my ex and I was like, "This this is not my home. So... That's a little bit um, to fit in. Because when I first moved here, I was like, yo, I was doing accent classes like five times a week, oh, wow, every single day. I had on my mind that I had to dye my hair blonde. Oh, <laughs> of <laughs> course. I swear to God, I was like, maybe if I go like this islands, it's like blue eyes. Oh, my goodness. I, I was literally in my mind that I had to fit in. And then at right. some point, I was like, they already have that. They have sure. a million, a thousand of that. Like... I'm different. I'm unique, and I should accept mm-hmm. that. But it, at the beginning, it was a hard time to me. I was a little bit like lost how to fit in, what to do. But the English, one hundred percent, is the most difficult thing. So, in a perfect world, if the, if the opportunities given to you in the states for acting and comedy were given in Brazil, you would still be in Brazil then. One hundred percent. Real. So, does that mean you're going to eventually move back once you're done your career? I don't think I would move back, but I would live in both. Oh, like split the time. That's yeah, but my you're... dream. Like stay three months here, three months in Brazil and be coming and going, you know? Like, okay, I see. Like Drake, Drake is from to- Toronto, but he's always here working. I would be like Gotcha. That. Yes. Yeah, but again, LA weather, Brazil weather, it's almost the same. Like, you know what I mean? It's, also, yeah. it's not like you're running from anything now. Did you ever think of moving to New York or even a colder climate? 
that's my dream. I love New York. Oh, like, okay. If, if we would have the same acting field, and stand-up is pretty strong in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I even like thought about like going to New York for six months or so because sure. they have really good comedy clubs. Yes. But not that much for acting. So it's kind of like I would have to choose again. But in my ideal world, I would be living in New York, not L.A., because oh, I'm a okay. city girl. I like more the city than, like, in Brazil, I live in Sao Paulo, which oh, is wow. a big city. Of course. I don't live in Rio. You know, I go to Rio to travel sure. and spend a weekend, but I go back to Sao Paulo. I like yeah. the city. Gotcha. So. No, that makes total sense. And again, I've been to both New York and LA and LA, it's true. It's, it's big, but it doesn't feel like a big city because you right. go out the outskirts because no one goes into downtown LA. Everything's out. Like, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? So, but in New LA York, everything's downtown. Yeah. LA is weird to me. I don't, <laughs> honestly, I'm just here because I have to, to be honest, but not that I hate the city. I'm not talking shit about the city, but no, of course. It's just different. It's too different for me. Like, well, and plus, everyone's an implant. Everyone came from somewhere else. There's like no true people who actually grow up and live in LA. Well, I'm sure there is. Like, obviously, entertainers' but kids, but like, you know what I mean. But majority of the adults are all implants, as they call them. Yes, one hundred percent. So it, it does feel weird. And and again, obviously, all the tourism too that adds to it, right? At least in New York. Yeah, there's tourism, but there's still a lot of people moving and working, Ooh, yes. shuffling around, LA, right? No, LA people are always coming and going. That's they true, come, too. they get what they need, and they live. Or they don't get what they need, they give up and live. It's just people are always coming and going. So what's the one thing you miss the most about Brazil, then? Um, I... <laughs> say like a lot of things i could say my family i could say like food but i miss like cursing portuguese what do it that's how i curse <laughs> every like, time i have to honestly, curse can i for the speed of the puta go for it man it sounds better <laughs> it sounds way better you know when you're mad and you're cursing portuguese with all your heart like i know ah, i miss it so much i love cursing in portuguese it's like ah that's actually how my wife knows I'm really upset. When the Portuguese starts flying and the cursing, then she's like, okay. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I crossed my line. <laughs> well, I, don't, I try not to curse to her, obviously, but just in general. Or you know when it actually does happen the most, I hate to admit this, uh, when I'm playing video games and something frustrates me, that's when, when yeah. I'll start cursing in Portuguese. And oh, it's like, what, what? Okay. I'm like, don't worry, I'm just frustrated. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Uh, that it's the same. Or sometimes if I'm too excited... I, I forget. My, my brain turns off and I start speaking Portuguese. Oh, no. <laughs> Out of nowhere. I'm here talking with you and I'm like, and then I say something in Portuguese. Right. Just goes. And people looking at me like, what did you say? I was like, oh, God, no. I meant <laughs> it comes out. But you got to be careful, though. Don't fall in that trap of being in between. Because l- luckily, I was born and raised in Toronto. So obviously, my English will never go away. But slowly but surely, my Portuguese has been going away. Because the only person I talk to in Portuguese is my dad. Now, like, all my aunts and uncles are starting to pass away. I don't talk to them as much. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just my dad. So I I even find myself, like, stuttering when I'm talking to my dad. Or something comes out in Spanish because my wife's family, I talk to them more or they talk to me in Spanish sometimes. So I start saying Spanish words and it's this, like, new language I'm inventing. But, yeah, be careful because if you don't keep speaking Portuguese, next thing you know, you can't speak English or Portuguese. (laughs) Can you imagine? Uh, but no, no, no. I would never forget Portuguese because 
every day like one of the first things and I gotta stop doing that but one of the first things I do when I wake up is like I go to this gossip Instagram pages okay. and and from Brazil oh. so I know everything that's Perfect. going on in Brazil the influencers lives the actresses like I know sure. all the gossip I go through it and I watch I don't know if you know like Big Brother Brazil the reality TV well I know it's the American and the Canadian but obviously I've never I watched Brazil I have Global Play app in my TV okay. I watch the reality TV every day is my little thing. I, I love I love Brazil. I it, it's part of my daily life, so I would never forget. Oh my god, that's so awesome to hear! And uh, so, how is the entertainment scene there? Because obviously, we only get fed what we get fed, and all we hear is the politics and obviously what's going on nowadays. But other than that, all we know is soccer, telenovelas, and now in Toronto because it exploded because of the Brazilian population, picanha. That's all we know about the Brazilian <laughs> world. Right. Uh, in Brazil, it's way different than here. It's more open. Let's see. Let's say, like, I don't know. For here, here even if you want to sign with an agent, it's like has all this process. It's super difficult. In Brazil, it's everything like people just WhatsApp you. You know what's WhatsApp, of course, right? That yeah. app. Everyone uh, have WhatsApp in Brazil, uh, and you can talk to an agent or manager, and they sign with you through WhatsApp. Like it's it's way easier. It's more open and less politics, probably, right? Because there's no unions, no agencies, right? Yeah, you can have like five agencies at the same time. Oh wow, it's That's not awesome. a problem at all. You know, you have a yeah. lot of people representing you, and who gets to the best job gets to the best job. Oh, that's, that's how it works. And of course, the biggest thing in Brazil is so populous. It is, but now it's getting like a theater is great in Brazil as well. Um, more in Sao Paulo than anywhere else, but now it's getting better. Like we have a lot of Netflix shows. Yes, uh, I noticed that. Stand up is huge in Brazil nowadays, and yeah, I think it's going through more. It's leaving more the open TV channels. Like so populous, it's not as strong as it used to be. Mm-hmm. People watch more TV series, and we're having like good productions in Brazil through Netflix, HBO. Yep. It's it's doing great actually. How about the paparazzi down there? Is it as crazy as here or in England? No, no. It used to be. In oh. the past, it was. Nowadays, not that much. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. How about uh, gatekeepers? Like anyone holding people back? Like, you know what I mean? Or you got to know someone to get somewhere? It, yes, that's... <laughs> that's what sucks <laughs> that's about everywhere. life. I know. That's how it works. But... It's not that crazy, to be honest. You have to be really like, let's say Anita. Anita, she has a lot of fans. You know who she is, the Brazilian singer? Yes. So, right. She has to have security wherever she goes. Like, she has a lot of fans uh, following her. But oh, okay. Usually, like with actors, it's not that much anymore. People with internet, people just feel way closer to people nowadays. And Brazilians, actors, and everything, they always so much active online that. People are not like that hunger, like they don't have that hunger to to meet with them anymore, which is great. It's it. I think it's better like this. Right? No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Okay. Uh, now I'm interested. Going back to Big Brother, are you a okay. fan of just the Brazilian version, or do you watch the American as well? No, just Brazilian. I don't watch any other reality TV besides that. Oh, okay. Because see, I I got into big oddly enough when it first came out here in North America, we only had the American version. Now that we have the Canadian as well that we get here, right. 
But well, at first it was the American, and I didn't watch it, the first two seasons or so. But then I went to Portugal for a summer, and they had the Portuguese Big Brother. And then I just fell in love with it because of the way, because there it's a little bit more different than the American version. I don't know if it's like this in Brazil where, because at the time, okay, this is going way back, showing my age. This is like 20, 30 years ago when Portugal only had four TV stations. and okay. And it was all run by the government and stuff, all funded and all that, right? So the show would start, Big Brother, say every day at like one o'clock. But then while you're watching TV and there was commercials, they would pipe into the house and you would be watching it live during another show sort of thing. So something like that, that like blew my mind. Like you got to watch like free feeds as they call it nowadays online during commercials and or if something was running late or if there was a sporting event and they would always just pipe it in every so often and then you just get invested and you want to watch more and more and see what happens. Wow, yeah. It's not like that in Brazil. They go live every night. They have something that happens in the, the reality TV every night. But if you have the app, if you pay for the, the app from Global, you can watch it 24 hours. You have cameras 24 hours. You can be watching the people like doing everything. Like your TV is on and it's ca there's cameras in the house. You can you watch them all day long. That's what I love. It's literally like I always say like uh, I, I'd be waiting for that shit. And I'm like, right. I love because I have more lives to take care of. It's not just mine. So oh my God, I see all these people doing shit, right. and they're like, "Yeah, I'm not the only one who fucked it up." There's a lot of people doing a lot of wrong decisions there, and you can just—it's great. It's like you're part of you're part of the reality TV because you you see it all. Love it. Would you ever do a celebrity Big Brother if you were asked to? No. Why not? <laughs> Too long? No, no. I would be canceled. Oh my I swear to God, I'd rather not. I When I was younger, that was my dream, to join okay. Big Brother Brazil. Sure. I was like, oh my God, one day. And now I'm like, there's no fucking way. No. <laughs> no reality TV then at all? You would be invested no matter no, what? <laughs> no. I just go on stage for like 20 minutes or so and bye, guys. <laughs> and I might be canceled still. Like, So it's better not. Let's so avoid that. So the, you you said it, and I know from the past too that the comedy scene is actually exploding in Brazil too, like stand up and all that. How is like sitcoms and comedies on TV? Because I noticed there's really not that many again, but this is going back a few years now. But I don't know if it's changed since. No, it's even less now. Um, really? Oh no! Mm -hmm. I don't even think we Why? have any right now in Brazil. We had one in the past that was great. It's called like Saide Basho. Okay. And it was huge in Brazil. We had a couple that worked great, but nowadays we don't we don't have any sitcom going on in Brazil, which is sad. I love it. Well, and, and again, I don't understand that because if the comedy scene is booming, you, the natural trans transition would go into a nice sitcom, right? Right. No, it's just towards uh, stand up. I think stand up is the new thing, and that's what the industry eyes are into right now. We don't have any sitcom. And it's sad. I love it. I know. How about the movie scene over there? It's, it's great. Oh, is it? Okay. The movie scene is doing great in Brazil. Again, with the new networks coming, mm. uh, there's many great productions in Brazil towards that. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, and then you said it, the singing and all that. Do you play any instruments? Can you also dance? Are you like the full package, as they say? Not full package. I'm an S package, half S package. <laughs> <laughs> I can play a little bit of um, piano, okay. but 
some songs. I'm not great at it. I never okay. put in my resume. I, I <laughs> hide it. And I do sing, but to me it's more like a, a hobby or if I would do like musical theater, which I don't do anymore. But it's not something that I, I, I would never want to be a singer or something like that. It's just, um, and I, I can dance. I mean, I'm Brazilian. <laughs> I can dance. And I know, I know some, like I could dance jazz. I took classes, oh, okay. but I'm not great in any of this. Um, just half ass. <laughs> just to get by enough, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Just, but sorry. If just... someone asked, I could do it, but I never bring it up in front, you know, like. I just like it. And it's just enough where you could put on your resume to make it look good, right? Right. <laughs> then, but then when someone asks, I'm like, oh, do I really have to do that? Oh, like... I know. When when you get caught and then it's like, oh, now I actually got to no, do but it. Everything I put in my resume, like I just put uh, basic or so people oh, know. Okay. It's not like, I never lied that I'm like professional or this and that because I know I'm not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of music, what is your favorite genre of music to listen to on your spare time? Hip hop. Okay, hey, you're, I, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little gangster. <laughs> no wonder <laughs> you moved to to the West Side. <laughs> right. I always tell people like that. I learned English with Drake. That's really? Yes, because I start, like I started to memorize his lyrics. Oh, okay. And like really learn because I knew how to speak. I did. English classes, of course, sure. but once I moved here, I wouldn't understand a lot of things. Like, I, it was very difficult to me, and even like to speak, you know? Mm. And then I started to memorize his lyrics and sing with it, and I was like, yo. And sometimes it's so funny because my English is, it is like it is. I have an accent, sure. and sometimes I just drop some gangster shit in the conversation. Like, Where did you learn that, Bruno? <laughs> like, it was Drake's, Drake's fault, 21 Savage. I love Kanye West as well. I mean, now he's canceled, but... Well, you like his work of art. How about that? Exactly. (laughs) So, and I love pop music. I love Rihanna. She's my favorite singer. Okay. Did you watch her uh, at the Super Bowl then? Of course. I cried. There's videos of me on I cried when I saw her. Oh my God. So, okay, let's touch on it a little bit. Because again... I'm a little bit upset because I am an Eagles fan and I got to see them lose, but at least I got to see Rihanna. I, I, and you know what? I'm like you, I put her up there. She's probably my top five of all time and everything. And again, goes to show during the Super Bowl, hit after hit after hit and look how many were missed. Right. Did you think she picked the right playlist? Is there anything you wanted to hear instead of anything? Yes. Yes. I really, my favorite song of her is Needed Me. Mm. Uh, and she didn't sing it. And I was kind of disappointed, but it's okay. I love her. Even if she would just stand there and not sing. <laughs> just to look at. Was, she didn't even open her mouth. I just saw her face. I started crying like a baby. It's oh, my just, goodness. Yeah. I feel like it's crazy because every year, you know, in your Spotify playlist, right. it shows like well, she's always on my top five. And she's not <laughs> dropping any new song for years. And she's always on my top five. So I, whatever she would deliver, I would be happy. I love it. I love it. No, and I, I like the whole performance too. It was perfect. Like, again, you could go either way. No matter what you do, you're not going to please everybody, right? But for what it was, I think it was fantastic. Obviously, now you know why she's not coming out with another album because she's pregnant yet again. So you like, now we got to wait even longer for new music. But, you know, she's still dropping a little bit here and there. Like, she dropped a single yeah. from, from Wakanda Forever. So at least that got us over the hump for a little bit. What would you think of that track? Because I don't think it's... Like Rihanna, no, no, no. Rihanna. 
Right. I mean, I love it, but it's a movie track. It's not Rihanna shit. You know, know. I'm still waiting for Rihanna shit. Uh, that's not it. But it's beautiful. I love her voice. And but it it was like uh, just for the movie. It's I not know. Rihanna. Because I don't really listen to the radio because I'm I'm in I'm not really in my car that yeah. much. Like my wife loves the radio, she knows everything on, so she tells me when something's new, whatever. And then when I heard the song for the first time, I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" Like it didn't even sound like Rihanna. She's like, "Oh, it's Rihanna's new song." I'm yeah. like, "Shut up! This does not sound like her." Right, right. I get it. Yeah, I feel. You. I think it's a beautiful song, but no, a little it's bit decent. disappointing. Not because the song is bad; it's because we're just so thirsty for her to deliver new music, new walk, and we listen to that. I was like, that's not my bad bitch. <laughs> that's not it. But I don't know if you saw at the Super Bowl, oh. she sang Rude Boy, okay. which is one of my favorites, and really? she sang a version of a Brazilian uh, DJ. Oh. Uh, she, she sang a funk version, actually, okay. that was made from a Brazilian DJ, and when she started to sing that, and like, right. she started like, choo, choo, cha, cha, I was crazy. I was like, yes! it was embarrassing but i had a good time i had a good time oh my god that's hilarious and okay back to hip-hop again so what are some of your top you said drake me i'm from toronto everyone knows this listen to the show not the greatest drake fan i like one or two of his tracks again i grew up with how disrespectful is that you see, here's the problem. I grew up on Tupac, Notorious B.I.G. stuff, like okay. the original gangster stuff. Like, you know what I mean? So to see the transition to go to Drake and what I call the softer hip hop and with this new version, I don't mind it. It's just not my style. Like, it's just different for me. But like, let's say when he drops an album, do you actually listen to it or you just get like the, the main the hits? that are on the radio or stuff like that because sometimes the biggest hits of course is more commercial i know that's what people are wanting but if you go through his album and his lyrics he has really deep and uh thick stuff there like that is actually worth to to listen to no i agree and i think he again he's fantastic he's just not uh, uh, the last one i listened to it wasn't the one that just came out it was the one before that that came out in 2021 i think and I listened to it to top to bottom. Me and my wife, we took a road trip and we put it on. We're like, okay, let's give Drake a chance. We're like, because my wife's on the same boat as me. We're not real big Drake fans. We're like, okay, let's go. I was like, okay, this is, I could put two or three tracks on our playlist uh, from this album. But it's just, I don't know what it is about him. It's, there's just something that just doesn't vibe with me. I don't know if it's, like, because he could go from rapping to singing to being right. hardcore to being, you know, girly girly and in between right but it's i don't know if it's that or i think it's more that i saw him when he was an actor on degrassi up here on canadian television and you know what i mean so to label him a rapper like that's not my typical rapper but nowadays it is so who am i to say anything you've seen too much you've seen too much of him so yeah i i yeah it might make sense it might make sense uh i don't know i love his shit but maybe it's just because I'm a little girl. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, you're his I demographic, right? Right. And it's working for him. I think in, in what he put himself to do, he's the best. No, he is. That's it. Uh, but I do understand that it's like different sides of hip hop and people who are like in Atlanta, let's say, they don't like him as much because That's they true. like more like heavy stuff. Yeah. Than, than Drake stuff. But to me, a Brazilian girl coming to this new country, you know, seeing the beautiful life of Americans, 
It's like, it's perfect. But in Brazil, I didn't even know about Drake. I didn't know who Drake was until I moved here. Oh, no. So he hasn't gone down there yet. So, like, it has, but okay. not in my bubble. Oh, you know? gotcha. I, I knew some songs of his. Sure. I didn't know how to sing it. And okay. I didn't know who sang it. Uh, I didn't know it was him. Gotcha. You know, it wasn't, it's not big like, oh, Drake. Yeah, yeah. But maybe just not to me as well. Like, again, um. I used to love Britney Spears. That's what I grew up with. So in my bubble, it wasn't that. So when I moved here, LA clubs and people playing Drake and all that, I feel like the first song of his that I actually like got into was Popstar. Oh, okay. Yes. And after that, I decided to go into his old shit. Oh, you went backwards. I love this. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's how it happened. No, I give him his props because again, another, I know he still came up in the entertainment world, but one of yeah. his first singles that I remember was Forever, and he had everyone on that track from Lil Wayne to Eminem, and to, I think Kanye was even on it, and it's like, what? who the hell is this guy from Toronto to be yeah, with these yeah, guys, yeah. legends, and now he's literally, I think, become a legend in his own right if people don't put him on a top, and this is coming from someone who doesn't really enjoy his stuff, but I see his recognition and his worth, because yes. the amount of Billboard number one char- charters this man has had He's broken the record for hip-hop artists. Like, you know what I mean? So right. how could you not put him on the best of all time list? Exactly. I think that's disrespectful <laughs> when people just downgrade his work. Honestly. I know. And sometimes people are just jealous in the industry. You know, they don't want to accept. That could be um, it too. But, right. But just, I mean, just go sit back in your little room because he's doing his shit and he's doing great. And again, there's different sides of hip-hop in what, in what he does. It's true. No, and it's so true. And there is still that hardcore gangster hip-hop if you really want it. It's just the problem is it's not commercialized because yeah. now the commercialized stuff sounds popish. where you could have the crossovers. Now I'm going to probably date myself of like Katy Perry's of the world and Miley Cyrus is coming in on a hip-hop track. You know what I mean? Right, right. And it's that's why I love when he collabs with 21 Savage. Mm. I don't know if you, if you listen to that Jimmy Cook's song, I don't think I've had, no, probably it's, not. You should listen to it. Okay. Um, it's great because it comes with Drake, he's softer, like he still has bars in that song, it's great, I love it. But then 21 Savage comes, and he's kind of like about, he's talking about murdering people, and like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, let my brother drive while I shoot, team effort. Wow. He's like, he goes crazy, crazy, and it's like, it's this mix between Drake and 21 Savage, and mm-hmm. I think it works perfectly because it, they are so different, but it combines perfectly. You should listen to that one. I think you would like it. Okay, no, for sure. I will check it out after this, most definitely. So <laughs> I'm talking about gangsters, and my mom would be so proud. <laughs> She's right now doing the sign of the cross. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. Sorry, Jesus. I'm Christian. <laughs> but again, but you know what? It's true, though. For people who don't know, okay, this is going back, when it was still cassettes in a car. When I first got my first Notorious B.I.G. cassette, when I popped it in, and that first track where it was just swearing left, right, oh my God, the look I got from my dad was like, I like literally tried to murder someone. It was like, that's it. And it was like, you do not listen to this shit. This people who swear are not educated. This, this, and that. You could be listening to something else. I'm like, oh my God. Like, what the fuck? It's just yeah. words. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in my stand-up, uh, one of like, the things that people most left the most is like this thing I tell them, which is true. In my house, 
growing up, I wasn't allowed to sing any song that wouldn't praise Jesus. Oh, we couldn't play wow. any song that wasn't gospel in my in, in my house. Okay. So what I started to do, I started to create versions of the songs I liked. Oh. Like I searched to God, and I say this in my stand up, like Britney Spears would be like, "Oops, Jesus bless me again." Uh, I, that's I, awesome. I had to do that, so I would sure. sing like the rhythm, but I couldn't sing the lyrics. Yeah, I would yeah. make it gospel because with my mom not it wasn't allowed so it would happen like that's the difference because in in brazil i would do it like towards brazilian music because my mom doesn't know english i could sing whatever yeah. i wanted she wouldn't understand but like brazilian music i have to get the song and just make it like gospel so i could feel like i was singing it but i wasn't allowed it's terrible see in my household like my again my parents weren't that into religion like we grew up as catholics and again every sunday you know right now during lent as we speak i, I me and my wife still practice this no meat on fridays so we still do that leading up into easter so there's still certain things we do i don't go to church every sunday i don't even remember the last time i went to church to tell you the truth so but again like right. you i pray when i need stuff not only when i need stuff when i'm grateful when, when I, I, need stuff. I know that sounds horrible but what, what, i pray when I need to win the lottery tonight, please, God. <laughs> but no, like, when I'm grateful, when, like, obviously when you're praying for health and stuff like that, I mean, like, you know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's just funny. I think the whole swearing thing was just an age thing with my parents because I remember my dad listening to, like, parody songs in Portuguese. The notorious person, I don't know if he got to, the, to Brazil. His, his name's Kim Bareiros. And he would do like parody songs, sort of like how Weird Al Yankovic does it in the States, where okay. he would grab like known Portuguese and even some English songs, but he would come up with his own lyrics saying, like one was, Yo quero cheirar tu bacalhau, Maria. That wasn't one of his lines. So, you know, it's like tongue in cheek, right? All right. But my dad's okay to listen to that, but I can't listen to a guy saying, fuck you, bitch, or something in a song. Like, <laughs> to me, that's, you know. <laughs> That's not fair. It's so controversial. Uh, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, I don't argue with my mom anymore. Like, when I go to her place, I just let her do her thing, you know. Like, even movies, we cannot bring, like, horror movies to her house. Uh, we my, cannot. my mom was like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like that. So, I understand. It doesn't make sense, but. Anyways. Well, how about this? Like, even to this day, like, I used to be a cigarette smoker. I've quit. It's been many years. When I used to, I could not smoke around my dad, even if I was an adult in my 20s or 30s. No way. That's blasphemy. And don't even get me started on smoking just weed. Like, still to this day, my dad doesn't think I smoke weed, and yet I smoke it almost every day, tell you the truth. Right. Because they, right. in their head, that's it. As a droga, vai, vai pôr inferno, and this, this, and that, right? Yeah, it is. And in Brazil, it's even worse because in brazil it's, it's illegal oh still really yeah it's, oh. it's illegal in brazil so i okay. didn't try weed until i moved here oh well you got to do that and in I california remember when i first moved here like for the first two months or so i was right. high every school <laughs> <laughs> i was like yo this is nice and i could just like cross my street and i had weed uh but it then i stopped nice. because i started seeing dogs and goats walking around my room and oh no <laughs> Are you yeah, serious? It does it. happen to some people, apparently. Like the, it does. The paranoia and kicks in, I know. Times, the last two times I, I did it, it was like last year or something, okay. I I couldn't sleep the whole night. I was crying. I thought oh, I would, no. I had in my mind, I would overdose. I was like, I'm dying. I had to say, I'm dying, I'm dying. And if I sleep, I'm going to die. And I was crying. And, 
say like asking God for forgiveness. Right. Like, and I was like, you know what? That's not for me. I'm I'm okay with alcohol. I love alcohol. I have more control. Well, there you go. But but it's true though. It uh, I ended up finding out because I, I was really interested in this because it's the same thing with my wife. God, like she tried to smoke, but same thing. She would get all paranoid, wouldn't be able to sleep and whatever. But yeah, me terrible. smoking almost thirty years straight now, and not one episode, not one paranoia thought ever in my mind. So it's something to do with the DNA in our structures and the THC where it doesn't bond well with some people's structures, whereas other yeah. people thrive under it. Like you know what I mean? Right. A lot of people are more creative, are more yeah, functional. That's another thing. Is. Yes. Right. To me, I'm useless. <laughs> Just throw me in the trash. Oh, if I wish I, I could get like that. I wish. I mean, it's terrible. I've been laughing like in a little corner on the ground and then I start seeing animals and then I start crying because I think I'm going to die overdosing. That's it's I'm useless. So it doesn't work. Oh, that's my goodness. Probably God's will. So have you performed ever under the influence of either drugs or no. alcohol? No? You don't no, want no, to? No, no, no. I don't even drink before I go on stage. Really? That's, okay. Yeah. Because I like to have control. Like many times I, I'm with sure. my friends and everyone is drinking. I don't drink until I go on stage. After I leave, I start drinking. But uh, just after I perform, I don't... I don't know. I already feel like because of my English and all of this, I like to have control over it. Uh, when I'm nervous, the first thing that it starts to break is my English. Oh. So I feel like, and if I'm drunk and I start to forget, no, I need to have control over it. Like at least for now, I get it. No. So what's your preferred drink then? Oh my god, I love tequila. Oh. I love tequila, and I love uh, champagne prosecco. Like okay. The bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Dom Perignon. If you give me Dom Perignon, I'm the happiest girl alive. Oh my That's goodness. How about in Brazil? What's there like known for? Caipirinha. What's that? Caipirinha is Never like it's the best. The it's hell? like a cocktail. Okay. In Brazil, made out made out of cachaça. Okay, that I know, know, of course. Cachaça, yeah. sugar, and lime. Oh. Delicious! Oh my God, it's Sounds delicious! Sweet. If you go to a Brazilian restaurant okay. any moment, ask them for caipirinha. They will have it. You can make it like with cachaça or mm-hmm. vodka. Oh. I, Okay, so, but both are great, delicious, mm, amazing. And how has it been your like food experience moving from Brazil? Because obviously you're in Brazil, you have Brazilian food. You come to LA and California again, you have pretty much everything from all around the world. Right, nah, American food and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I hate to say it. I agree. It's terrible. Uh, the fruits are terrible. That, that I, is I true. Don't eat fruit and- I stop because it's so disappointing every single time. Um, and I don't know. Every time, every time I'm vegetarian. Okay. Uh, and every time people ask me, "What do you eat in your daily life?" I don't know what to answer. I'm like, <laughs> I drink Starbucks. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and then whatever happens, happens because I don't really have a desire for anything here, like to actually eat. You know, right. in my daily life, sometimes okay, you go to a nice restaurant, they have amazing food. But in my daily life, like in Brazil, I would know I would eat like rice, beans, and fried egg, a little bit of tomato. Like sure. and that's my favorite. I'm easy like that. But here is just nothing really makes sense. I don't know how to explain. I'm not excited about food here unless I'm going out to eat. It's it's disappointing. You know what? I, I sort of get it because it's the same thing here. When I used to go to Portugal every summer, the food there, oh my goodness, so much more better. Everything, like you said, the vegetables, the fruits, the meat, everything is just 
fresh, no fucking chemicals or antibiotics and this, this and that, that makes you feel swollen, right? But I find in the States, the only thing that's better is the fast food. That's it. But again, fast food's not good for you. So you can't can't eat that every day. (laughs) Exactly. Right there. Fast food's great. I love donuts. My favorite thing about America is donuts. We cannot make donuts uh, like you guys do here. Uh, But I don't eat it. Like last time I ate donuts was what? Six months ago or something? Because... Uh, it's disappointing. Yeah. You do have to come up here though to Toronto eventually because again, we have a huge Brazilian populace, a ton of good Brazilian restaurants and all our cultural and ethnic stuff. Fantastic. I, I would put it on the map with any city in the world when it comes to cuisine, honestly. Oh yeah. Wow. So like even I I actually almost moved to Toronto once. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking about moving there. Uh, but it didn't happen, obviously. But I think it's a great place to live. Like, I would, Especially I if you're coming there. from a different country, it is. Because, again, you have everything here. And it's easy to melt with everyone. You don't feel out of place. Like, you feel like you're sort of out. Like, again, I said my mom barely spoke a word of English. She never had to learn English because we lived in a Portuguese neighborhood. She went to a Portuguese right. butcher, had a Portuguese pharmacist, Portuguese doctor. Like, you know what I mean? So, why even learn yeah. English? <laughs> it's like some people who live in Miami, like... Because they have so many yes. Brazilians and everything. They just do everything with everyone in Portuguese, just with Brazilian people. It's so true. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, Bruna, thank you very much for coming aboard today. Really appreciate it. Hope you had a good time. <laughs> Whatever you want to promote, any upcoming shows, your socials, floor is all yours. Thank you so much. Yes, guys, follow me on Instagram at It's Bruna Portugal. I always post my shows there and I talk a lot of shit about men. So that's <laughs> that's a great spot for you to be. <laughs> and for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast dap. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast dap at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, most definitely helps me out. And most importantly, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. And if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast and you like what you heard, please go back and listen to episodes featuring comedians like Jade Catapareta, Camilla Cleese, and Adam Hunter to name just a few and speaking of adam bruna's performed at the dime bar if you are in the la area please visit the dime bar every tuesday night at 7 30 for some free comedy free that's you don't hear often these days free comedy with headliners people in the industry you never know who shows up you name it adam's got a who's who's list of who he knows this man knows everybody put it that way so anyone could show up I don't know how he knows that many people. I'll, I'll be there. That, I'll be there tonight. Uh, oh, there you go. See. Yes. Yes. So that's awesome. Okay, one last question before I let you go. Then. Okay. What is the best time of the year and city to visit Brazil if you've never been? Oh my God! Go to Brazil if you like party. Okay. Go to Carnival. February Carnival. It just happened in Brazil. Any city you go, you're gonna have a good time. But I love Salvador at Bahia Um, it's great carnival there amazing Uh, at Rio in Rio de Janeiro as well it's great if you like to see the schools we have samba schools who does like this it's kind of like a runaway show with all these huge cars it's amazing looks great you should go to Brazil during February that's awesome on that note she's Bruna I'm Steve this is the podcast peace